I'm here at the ITS New Jersey annual meeting, and we're here with Matthew Edelman. He was inducted into the ITS New Jersey Hall of Fame today. Matt, first of all, congratulations. Thank you, Bernie. It's, this really is an honor to be recognized by so many of my own peers in government and in the private sector. You were inducted because of your many years of service as the executive director of Transcom. You just recently retired from Transcom. For those who are listening who aren't familiar with Transcom, tell me what Transcom is, if you would, please. Well, in effect, um, people live in regions. This is a region, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, of 20 million people. It's a single economy, and to the traveler, it's a single transportation system. But the fact is, this transportation system is controlled by 16 different agencies. Highway agencies, toll authorities, DOTs, transit agencies, police agencies, they all have a jurisdictional role. And the fact is that if we're going to serve the region collectively, then we have to work together while still respecting the autonomy of each one of those agencies. And that's what we deal with every day. How do we get them to work together? So, for example... When you have an incident on a major facility like the Tappan Zee Bridge, that is not just a, if it's a complete closure, as happened, for instance, with a crane accident a few months ago. That wasn't just an event for the New York, New Jersey region. That was an event for the entire Northeast. What happens when the, through, when the thruway authority on the bridge is acting locally, as is their job, dealing with life and limb? Who has to respond regionally? Who has to have, make sure that every variable message sign for anyone going on a highway anywhere with the ultimate destination of the Tappan Zee Bridge knows about that incident, knows about the impact of it, knows about its duration, and then can deal accordingly with choosing alternate routes? What Transcom does, it's a collective effort, and it knows where all those signs are of all those agencies. And all the agencies pull together as far as Pennsylvania, if necessary, and Delaware, as far as Connecticut, as far as New England, when necessary, and says, how do we serve the traveling public as one by sharing our information resources? That's one of the many things Transcom does 24-7. It's one transportation system, and we get these agencies for whom we work to act as one. And those agencies, 16 different agencies that are actually members of Transcom from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You've been the executive director for nearly three decades. A lot has changed in three decades. What are some of the highlights in terms of what has changed from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, first let's talk about the institutional and operational. 25 years ago, uh, Transcom was talking about concepts such as sharing electronic signage or coordinating construction projects. One of the things that happened before Transcom was created is the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey had one of its periodic, what they call, trans-Hudson studies. And one of the issues was construction coordination. It was all very well and good when an agency, for instance, crossing the Hudson River, like the Port Authority said, we have weekend work on the Holland Tunnel eastbound, so you know what? We're going to make sure we keep the Lincoln clear and the George clear. Well, let's say New Jersey DOT is doing an eastbound work toward the Lincoln Tunnel. And they're making sure that they keep their roads going to the Holland Tunnel and the George Washington Bridge clear. And then New York State DOT is doing work, let's say, on the eastbound Cross Bronx Expressway off the George Washington Bridge. Everybody means well. Everybody's trying to coordinate. But the fact is it wasn't coordinated at that time. And what was happening was agencies were shutting down parallel capacity at the same time. And what our regional visionary chairman, Lou Gambaccini of the Port Authority, said was, there's got to be a way to coordinate this kind of construction. That's how it all started. Without an authority to do it through a cooperative mechanism, and Transcom was created to provide that cooperative mechanism. I should mention that I was the operations director at Transcom from about 1986 to 1996, so I saw some of those technological changes. The early days of Transcom, our high-tech uh, means of communication, one of them was a Velcro truck that we used to uh, put out messages. 
Right, a Velco truck, and we had alphanumeric pagers. And then in the operation centers of the agencies were printers that went with these pagers. And then all of us at Transcom would walk around with these pagers. People would stop us asking if we were doctors. At the time, I think those were things that doctors wore. We now share over 2,000 video images in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. We share travel times through the travel time information we get from the technology and the roadways. We share all the construction event information, and that includes information across modes. So, for example, if you have a problem on a highway link, it's very important to know whether there's an incident on a parallel transit facility that somebody could divert to. It's all integrated now, and it didn't happen overnight. One of the big things that has really marked Transcom's existence is the relationships that have developed. That's changed quite a bit over the years as well, hasn't it? Absolutely. In the early days, for instance, we talked about when you wanted an agency to use a variable method sign for an incident 50 miles from its property, the first reaction was, wait, we bought those for ourselves. There's no protocol to put it for an incident on another roadway. It took people out of their comfort zone. And often it's like, who are these people and what are they asking me to do? It's very different. And we would sort of come back and say, we're trying to serve the public per Lou Gambaccini's vision of as a single system. And there was a lot of wariness, understandably, because when somebody made a decision like this, there was no protocol to protect them to do it. So you had to work with each agency for them to get their own rules and also ultimately to explain to these agencies why it's in their self-interest. It's in their self-interest because your customer, a half hour now, from it's going to be someone else's customer downstream. But right now they're yours and you have knowledge and that knowledge is so many miles down the road. There's a closure. Knowledge is power. They should have that information so they can act accordingly. That's how things evolved. It's gone from why am I doing this to I need the best possible information to serve my customer. Again, that didn't happen overnight. Again, I've been talking to Matt Edelman, the former executive director, recently retired executive director of Transcom. Matt was inducted into the ITS New Jersey Hall of Fame today. Matt, thanks so much for your time. Bernie, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Wishing you well as well.